0: Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. All right, we're in our faith series, and we're going to keep it going today. I get excited about faith because everything in our walk with God is about faith. We believe in God our Father. We believe in Christ the Son. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the resurrection. It's all a walk of faith. To some people, it doesn't make sense. How can you believe in God? How can you believe in Jesus? He died on the cross. What? You believe that? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you more. I believe in healing. I believe in blessing. I believe in prosperity from heaven. I believe in the goodness and the grace of God. Yeah, I believe it from cover to cover, Genesis to revolution. Right, So faith is everything to us because if, if you believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the resurrection, then you might as well go ahead and believe in his presence and his power and his name is above every name and his healing is for you and his prosperity. Why not believe it? If you believe, let's go. Why stop? Well, I believe in Jesus. I don't know about that Holy Spirit stuff. What? If you believe, if you have faith, then you might as well take the whole thing. I mean, it's kind of like sitting down to a good dinner and saying, I like these vegetables, but I don't know about that steak. Man, I love these vegetables, but I don't know about that mashed potatoes. Don't be coming at me with no mashed potatoes don't you eat the whole thing, right, how many Christians truly believe parts of the Bible but ignore many parts? Because for some reason, they just think, well, that's far out. Church, it's far out to believe in a man who was born of a virgin, who died on a cross and took your sin. You talk about crazy. You already crazy. You might as well go for the whole thing. Come on, somebody. Stop being lukewarm, half-hearted. I'm in a little bit. I believe a little bit. I, I receive a little. I like a little bit of that buy, but I don't want to go all. Come on, man. I might just say some stuff today <laughs> that Wendy will tell me later. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. You know what many Christians are? They believe enough to be vaccinated. So, so they can't get more of the blessing, more of the favor, more of the goodness, the healing part, the prosperity part, the peace, the joy, the life that God has, just enough. But they can't enjoy the world because they've been Vaccinated but they don't enjoy the Lord because they don't really believe. So they just live in this religious zone, right? I, I kind of believe, but I don't, I'm not like everything Casey. Like, I don't believe what that Casey treat says. Because you know that Casey treat, that dude's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy healed, crazy blessed, crazy happy, crazy prosperous. Crazy don't even care what you think, right? But to just kind of lukewarm, oh, yeah, I believe, but you know, I'm not all, I, you know, I don't want to go too far. Come on, man. If you're going to swim, get wet. So the Bible said this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. How do you know if you're living by faith, walking by faith, using your faith on purpose? Well, you keep overcoming you just overcome, you overcome the economic problems, you overcome the sickness stuff, you overcome the marriage challenges, you overcome the child issue, you just keep overcoming. You're not scared because you overcome. Whatever comes at me, I got this. I'm gonna win this battle, right? When Israel heard Goliath, they trembled in fear because they weren't overcomers, they were scared, they were worried, they were caught up in their circumstances. When David showed up, he's like, what? Somebody go kill that ju- giant. What the heck? You don't let people talk about our God that way and they were like, "Uh, uh pandemic. oh, uh, economy. Oh, uh, I got the cancer. Oh, I got the diabetes, my sickness, my disease." David said, "Give me a rock, I'll take care of this." right? Just that spirit, just that aggressive, just that we got this. And he just went out one rock, boom, right between the eyes. Okay. Who's up next? Right. That's our spirit. That's our attitude. We face every day, believing no matter what giant shows up, we will take him out. We overcome. And we're not trying to be arrogant or some kind of you know, some kind of arrogance. We're just saying our faith in God causes us to believe that we will win the battle, that we will rise above, that we will overcome. And we're not saying the giants aren't real. We're just saying, God is bigger and God is better. We're not saying the problems aren't real. Marriage problems, child problems, health problems, they are real. But the world causes fear and anxiety as if these things should control our lives. And we're like, no, we walk with God, we walk by faith, and whatever giant shows up, we win. We overcome. We rise above. People asking me regularly, I get this question regularly now, so, so Ch- Seattle and, and, and the riots and the chop, uh, Seattle and, and, and then the pandemic, what has changed in your life? You live in Seattle and, and all, what has changed? I'm like, nothing. Nothing changed. Okay, I don't say that to hurt anybody's feelings or to offend you. Nothing changed. We never closed church during pandemic, chop, or anything else. We never changed what we believe. The Bible is true. God is still God. Jesus is still Lord. The Holy Spirit is still working. His name is above every name, and we walk by faith, not by sight. Nothing's changed, right? People whose lives were changed by the circumstances around them don't know God and their Bible. So their life changes regularly. Politicians change their life. Economies change their life, right? National problems become their personal problems and they just get blown about by the winds of the world. But those of us who walk with God, it is what it is. I'm still the same. Believe the same, expect the same, trust and go for God. That's what it means this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And four times God said, live by faith, live by faith. Public schools change, we don't change. We believe what we believe, right? universities change. All new philosophy, new pop psychology. Yeah, we don't change. We believe what we believe. We stand on what we stand on. I am not moved by the winds of the world. So that's what it means to live by faith, walk by. Well, you say, well, pastor, I, I just come to church once in a while, just, you know, kind of get encouraged a little bit. Okay. Well, you get what you believe. You, you receive what you expect, right? you, 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 you. you what you are believing for, that's what's coming to you, but there's more if you want it. There's, there's more that God could do in your life if you let him, right? So that's what it is to walk by faith. Now, look in Romans chapter four, verse 16. Romans 4, 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace... So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only those who are of the law, of the Jews, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So Abraham started this whole faith thing. He believed God, and God accounted him righteous because of his faith. No law, no Levites, no temple, no worship, just faith. And Abraham said, I believe. God said, you're in. So Abraham was the first Jew technically, but he was a Gentile, born in the Ur of the Chaldees. His father worshiped the moon, but God reached him and he responded with faith. Therefore, he's called the father of our faith. Verse 17, Romans 4 and 17, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So God called Abraham the father of many nations. He, he hadn't had one child. Sarah was barren, no children. But God says, I call you Abraham. You are a father of many nations. And you, you can imagine the guys around him were, were kind of smirking. You know, they call him Abraham. He doesn't have one kid. I got seven kids. They don't call me Abraham. Right? People often put down those who live by faith. They mock and, and laugh at those who live by faith. However, he who laughs last laughs best because our faith works and your children are blessed, and your family is healthy, and you prosper, and the world looks at you and say, how do you do that? Your kids like you? They come over and visit you? Yeah, we're trying to get rid of them, you know, move out, go, go, right? Our family is happy, and we are blessed. So Abraham believed God, and God called things that are not as though they are. I'll get back to it later this morning, but I want to ask you this question. What are you calling into your life? What are you calling? Okay. People call a lot of bad things. People, they don't, are things that they don't want. They're often calling the bad thing. I just don't think we'll ever have children. Okay. Is that what you want? No. Well, why are you calling it? Right? You wouldn't you wouldn't stand on your front porch and call the neighbor's dog. You, you call your dog. In our family, the dog's name is Ollie. Ollie! I don't want the neighbor's dog. I don't want Fido, Fifi. I only want Ollie. Come. Come. Here's our voice. Here's his name. He comes a run. What are you calling? Are you calling the raccoons and the coyotes? My sickness, my diabetes, my cancer, my headaches. But why, why would you call that yours? You want it? You like own it? You possess it? It's yours? Right? If anything, just say it's somebody else's. My doctor has a lot of cancer. He keeps trying to share with me. <laughs> I don't own it. I don't receive it right? I'm overcoming it, but it's not mine. I'm resisting it, it's not mine. I'm fighting it, just like sin. You don't say, you know, I sin a lot. I mean, most of you wouldn't say, you know, I sin a lot. I can't help it. I'm just an adulterer, I'm a fornicator. It's my problem. If you do sin, you keep it under the radar as much as possible, you all looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? You, you don't want to own it. You, you don't want to announce it as yours. You kind of say, I know I shouldn't do that. Sickness and poverty and the troubles of this world are just like sin. They're part of the curse. Don't own it. Don't call it into your life. Resist it. Reject it. That's not me. I don't want to be that kind of person. I don't want to have that in my life. Somehow we've made being a victim popular. Don't, don't, don't own being a victim. I have victory. I'm not a victim. I have victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even my faith. So Abraham learned the secret and he believed when God said, you are the father of nations, he said, Lord, I believe. And of course, then he had Isaac. And from one son, Isaac brought forth 12 who became leaders of the tribes of Israel. And out of that nation of Israel, Jesus came. And out of Jesus, salvation to all the world. So actually we are all children of Abraham. How did that happen? because he called things that are not as though they are. right? You can do the same. Follow the faith of Abraham. Call yourself healed when you don't feel healed. Call yourself happy when you don't always feel happy. Call yourself rich, prosperous when you're struggling financially. Call things that are not as though they are and you will change your circumstances. You will change what you experience. I'm not saying it happens overnight, but if you keep cursing your future, we know what you're going to get. You're going to get more of what you got. What if you start blessing your future? Well, now you can change and turn that around and begin to live in a different realm. So that's what faith is all about. Church, faith is always the issue. It's what you believe that always makes the difference. Many people believe in fear and doubt and worry, and they follow Dr. Fucci and the latest stock market report and the economic report. They just follow negative stuff, and they believe it. What you believe is always the issue. I often hear something from a news reporter or something on the radio or something from people conversations. I say, I don't believe that. Oh, there's a new virus. It's out. It's dangerous. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe that. Well, are you crazy? No, I'm healed. And Jesus bore my sickness and carried my disease and with his stripes, I was healed, right? So you constantly are choosing what you believe. Oh, you're 67 years old. You know what's going to happen? Yeah, 68. And then 69. And my friend is 79, so I'm trying to catch up with him. Right? So I got a few more decades to go here. Right? So I can believe in the negative and believe in the problems and believe in the in the in the debts and believe in the messaging of the world, or I can believe in God and believe in his word. I can believe in his favor and his goodness, his grace, and his blessing, right? It's always about what you believe. We're saved by faith, healed by faith, blessed by faith, prospering by faith, peace by faith. It's always about our faith. Faith empowers us to overcome the curse that is in the world. Okay, you live in a world, you scientists, you know the second law of thermodynamics. Everything is decaying. That, that's part of the curse that's on this earth. When God created the earth, everything wasn't decaying. The atmosphere was different. The, the, the plants and the animals and the the sphere around the earth was different. But Adam and Eve allowed Satan in. That was their choice. They had dominion, but they gave that dominion to the devil. Now Satan becomes, the Bible calls him, the god of this world. Okay, so he wasn't that. Adam and Eve ruled the earth. They, were, they had dominion over all the earth. Read your Bible. But now Satan and his presence... Brings a curse. Thorns and thistles start growing. Adam has to toil. He worked before, but he didn't toil and struggle. He had a job. He was ruling over the earth. He was naming animals. He was doing what God told him to do. But now he toils and he struggles. And the first children are out of control, or at least one of them. So, you know, the whole earth starts feeling the sense of the presence of darkness. And Satan is that God of this world. So just being on the earth, there's decay. It's getting worse. Stuff's breaking down. Your body is breaking down. That's, we can't understand why do we age because of that curse. Well, why do we struggle with sickness and disease because of that curse? There was no sickness and disease in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were walking around chilling with God. Everything's good. Soon as darkness, Satan's influence, Satan's presence comes in, decay, problems, sickness, poverty, all of that is the God of this world. Now you live in this world, so it's affecting you. It's affecting your physical body, even if your spirit is born again. So you have to face that curse, and every day you got to choose blessing or curse. Am I going to walk in the blessing? Believe, trust God, keep me strong, keep me happy, keep me well, save my family, protect my kids, bless my life, or do I walk in the curse? Every day, you have a choice. And many Christians, though they are born again and will go to heaven, they still experience much of the curse, either for a lack of knowledge or just a decision to not believe. The Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that curse is still there, and it'll get on you if you let it. But if you're born again, you can say no to the curse. Nope, not mine. It's not me. Oh, but everybody said, yeah, I don't care. God said, I'm redeemed from the curse. Look at it with me. Galatians 3, verse 13. Galatians 3 and verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now look at those last two words, through faith. It's all through faith. You get the blessing through faith, or you get the curse through faith or actually fear. So when you're afraid, then that curse has a way in. Job said, the thing I feared has come upon me. I hear people all the time, I was afraid that was going to happen. Well, why didn't you use your faith? You let fear run your life, and that curse keeps coming on you. Sickness takes over, poverty, depression, anxiety. That's part of our world. That's the way of the world. But we're not in the world. We're in the kingdom of God. We believe in the blessing of Abraham. Read your Bible. What did God say to Abraham? I will bless your children. I'll bless your family. I'll bless your farm. I'll bless your business. I'll bless everything that's close to you and curse anything that messes with you. That's my paraphrased version. The blessing of Abraham is mine. I believe the blessing of Abraham. Well, I don't understand how you can walk around here and tell people you're healed and you're blessed. Hello. I told you why I can believe it. I believe the Bible, and the Bible said you can have the curse or you can have the blessing through faith. And I've decided I'm gonna have that blessing. How many are in on the blessing? Come on. Let's take the blessing. You got to be a fool to want the curse. And it's always according to your faith. Jesus often said to people, according to your faith, right? Here's where people miss it. Well, if the Lord wants it to happen? Well, how could God let all this bad stuff happen? Listen, God gave the earth to humanity humanity gave the earth to the devil. Now we're in a constant struggle and we gotta choose God, and choose his word to have his presence and have his blessing. If you don't, you get the curse, you get the enemy, you get the strife, the hatred, the prejudice, the anger, you get it all. Or you can believe, and trust the Lord and walk by faith, so that's why we, if there was no curse, if, there, if the enemy had not come into the earth and Adam and Eve had not turned it over to Satan, it would be different. I don't know what it would be, but it'd be a whole different world. But it's not, it is what it is. So you gotta choose. What are you gonna believe? Who are you gonna listen to? Who are you gonna follow? Who are you gonna embrace every day are you, are you going to have that blessing from God, or are you going to go with the world and have that curse? Because the world's going to tell you, you have to be sick, you have to be prejudiced, you have to hate other people, hate other nationalities, hate other colors. You got to blame. You got to do a lot of blaming. If you're in the world, you do a lot of blaming, and you can just float down the river all together. You're all in agreement feel so good, I feel like I, 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 I'm a part. I'm a part, yes you are. You're a part of all the dead fish floating down the river. Or you could say, I'm gonna swim upstream. I'm gonna believe in love. I'm going to believe in, in, in embracing people. And there is, there is no nationality. There is no color. There, there is no differences. We, we are one in Christ. I'm going to fight. I'm going to go upstream. I'm going to believe in trust. I'm going to believe in faith. I'm going to believe in joy more than anxiety. I'm going to believe in peace more than fear. I'm going to believe in faith more. I'm going to take the blessing, not the curse. Okay, but you're going to be weird. People are going to think you're weird because you talk different and you live different. And you're not just floating. You don't just buy into everything the school said or the doctor said or the media said. And it's always your faith that makes a difference. Matthew 9, 29, he touched their eyes and he said, according to your faith, be it to you. And their eyes were opened. It's always your faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll say to the mountain, you'll say to the tree, you'll say to your family, you'll say to your business, you'll say to your children, if you have faith, you'll call things that are not as though they are. Always call, it's always that church. It's always that. And it's not like you can just opt out and say, I'm not going to have faith, because if you don't have faith, you do have fear. You do start... You're still calling things, but now it's your fear running you. You're, you're saying, My headache and my diabetes and my migraines and my debts, it's, it's, it's piling up. My debts, my credit cards are just... My problems are just... Oh, my kids are so stupid. Oh, God. And my husband won't listen. And my, 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 my. Right? So you're either calling blessing or you're calling curses. Reminds me of a song. It's, a, it's, it's kind of ironic. It's sung by a band named Dire Straits. Have you ever heard of that band? Dire Straits. I mean, if you have a band named Dire Straits, you already know you're in on the curse. And they, they sang this song, Callin Elvis, is anybody home? Calling Elvis, will he come to the phone? Well, no, he's not coming to the phone, bro. What are you calling? You calling blessing? Yeah. Calling curse. I bet you there was a time in your life when you did call blessing, probably as a teenager. You were saying, when I get that car, when I get that job, when I go to college, when I get out of here, when I, and you're seeing good, and you start calling those good things. And then some struggles, the enemy attacks, the giant shows up, the problem, and then you give up, and you just buy in and start calling your fears. Look with me in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Moses declared the blessing and he gave the people of Israel an option. He declared the curses. So if you could imagine this scene, it's like they were in the Kent Valley and he put a group of Levites on one side, on the east side, and they were calling out the blessing. And he put another group on the west side and they were calling out the curses. And the people of Israel filled the valley and we'll call that the valley of decision. There's a valley of decision in the Bible and you and I live in that valley of decision every day. The blessing is being called out. The curse is being called out. Which one do you believe? Which one do you receive? Which one do you take into your life? Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high, going to take you higher above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you." Who I like that. Overtake me, run me down, catch me with the blessing, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the country, right? Your city house and your country cabin. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, Fifi, Fido, and even Ollie is blessed. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall be when you're coming in. Blessed shall you be when you're going out. The Lord will cause your enemy who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Woo! Do not mess with us. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses, your bank accounts, your savings account, and all to which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Now tell me you don't want that. Of course we want that. And that's what we get when we walk with God, trust God, believe God, have faith in God. All that we set our hands to shall be blessed. Doesn't mean we won't have enemies. He said, you'll have enemies, but you'll win the battle. You'll overcome the sickness. You'll get through the economic change. You'll rise above the problems. You will win. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 15. But, always somebody's butt is going to get in your way. <laughs> huh? Am I right? Yeah. Always somebody got a big old butt. <laughs> it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today. All these curses shall come upon you." Now, I'm not gonna read the curses because you can figure it out. Think about it, church. They're calling out the blessing in the city, in the country, coming in, going out, on your body, on your children, on your business, on your saving, and then he says, but you do your thing, do it your way, follow the world, here's the curses. You're gonna get it all, everything bad. And Israel oftentimes chose the curse. Then they come back to God, Lord, we want your blessing, we're gonna serve God, we're gonna obey the Bible, we're gonna follow God, they get blessed rise up, overcome, win the battle, nation is blessed. And then next generation back, we don't believe that. Who do they think they are? You can't tell me. We're going to do what we feel like doing. And then they'd lose it all. And the curse would come on them. So now it's up to you. You're your own little nation. You and your family are your own little tribe. You're going to have the blessing or are you going to have the curse? Every day, Let's tell God, I'm walking in your favor. I'm walking in your goodness. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for your blessing. Thank you, God, for healing, protecting, providing. I believe, Lord. I believe. I love that line in our song. I believe what I believe is what makes me what I am. And I did not make it. No, it is making me. It is the very truth of God and not the invention of any man. That's what we believe, that the blessing is there. We are redeemed from the curse that we might walk in the blessing of Abraham. But you got to stand for it. you got to fight for it. you got to call it. Call it. Thank you, Father. Blessing comes on me. It's an amazing story of a lady who had one son. She actually had a son because she had befriended the prophet. And the prophet would stay in their house and, and be with them while he was traveling through their part of the country. She was a Shunammite, a Gentile, but she loved the Lord, and loved the prophet, and the, fa- the father, the husband, was also there, and, and the prophet became part of their family. They had one little boy who grew to about 10 or 12 years old, and one day he was out with dad in the field, and it appears he had something like a heat stroke, which would have been deadly. So I want to read from 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 19. The little boy has taken sick, and the father said to his servant, while they worked in the field, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knee until noon and then died. You can imagine at least a little bit, the pain, the tragic emotions one child, the child has died in your arms. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. They had a guest room. That's where the man of God would stay. The prophet would stay. So she laid the child on his bed and she shut the door and went out. She called to her husband and she said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, it is well. That's all she said. It, it's, it's well. How hard is it to say something good when you're in the worst kind of pain? When the diagnosis is terrible, when the lawsuit is overwhelming, when the fear, the circumstances, the giant, whatever you want to call it, the problem is the worst. We all want to say, he's dead. He's dead. I can't stand. It. I can't take it. I don't know what to do. We all want to just express those emotions. This lady said to her husband, it's well. And she saddled a donkey and uh, said to her servant, drive, go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. Verse 25. When the man of God saw her afar off, he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman, run now and meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, it is well. Well, you know the rest of the story. When the prophet finally got to the mother, she said, did I ask you for a son? You, you brought this son into my life. And right then he realized something's going on with the boy. And so the prophet ran to the house. You should read it. It's an amazing story. The end of the story is the child was healed, raised up from the deathbed, and it is well. We all have emotions, and those emotions make us want to say things and make us want to do things. I remember the emotion when Wendy was called and they left a message on the phone. You have cancer. No explanation. No, no, like, like really bad or not so good or, you know, like what? What? The emotions. Kids have been in car accidents, you know. Are they okay? We, we have to begin to call the right things into those tragic circumstances. And that starts by calling the blessing into every day, into every circumstance. I believe, I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe he redeemed me from the curse. I believe the blessing of Abraham is on my family. I believe that I believe is what makes me what I am. And when you have that habit, that lifestyle of calling the goodness of God on the worst day, you'll be able to say, it is well. Most of you know the song, the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Maybe you know the story about how that Song was written. Let me share it for those who don't know. It's actually in the mid 1800s. So, a long time ago, well over a hundred years. Horatio Spafford, he was a businessman, a lawyer, lived in Chicago, successful, an elder in his church, him and his wife, Anna very sincere Christians. They were not teasing about their faith. At one time, the girls, four daughters, and mom decided they were going to Europe to visit family. And, you know, it's a big deal. This long trip, many days on the water, going to Europe. Dad would follow on a different ship. Four days into their trip, the ship, sunk, and the daughters all drowned, four little girls. Mom lived. They pulled her out of the water. Another ship took her on to Europe. Four days later, Dad is going to meet his wife. She had telegraphed him. No email, no texting, just a telegraph, two words. Saved, alone. Can you imagine? It's all he knew, saved, alone. Four daughters, dead. As he journeyed to be with his wife, the captain told him, this is where your daughters drown. He went to his cabin, and he wrote these words. It is well with my soul. When the giant comes, you gotta be able to say, it is well with my soul. When the sickness comes, and the world, and the problems, and let's be able to say, I believe, it is well with my soul. Church, let's not bow to our fears, our pains, our emotions. They're real. They're, they're here. We all have it. But well, let's stand in our faith. Let's guard our words. Call those things that we want, not those things we don't want. And even when it's bad and the circumstances are the worst, I'll be with my daughter again soon, I'll be with my family again soon. I'll be with my son in days to come. We've lost loved ones and we've been through some struggles, but I believe God I'm redeemed from the curse. I will walk in the blessing and it is well with my soul. We don't bow. Bible is full of stories, and history is full of stories of those who would not bow. Let's be some of those people. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app, or go to the website at christianfaith.us.